0: This podcast is brought to you by dreamenglish.com and the Dream English Kids YouTube channel. Welcome to the Dream English Kids Teaching Tips podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Hello friends around the world. I hope you're well wherever you are. Today we have a special episode. I'm very excited. We're going to listen to a conversation that Mark from MES English and I had a few years ago. So a few years ago, Mark from MES English and I made some podcast episodes about teaching English to young learners. That podcast was called ESL Teacher Talk, and you can find all the episodes on eslteachertalk.com. We had a great time and covered a lot of different topics, games, songs, lesson ideas, and more. Mark has kindly given me permission to use some highlights from that podcast on the Dream English Teaching Tips podcast. You can check out the original podcast, like I said, at eslteachertalk.com and be sure to check out Mark's site website mes-english.com Or, of course, you can Google MES English and it should pop up. It's a really cool website, one of my favorites. I use it all the time. It has great flashcards, worksheets, and more for teaching English. Okay, in this conversation, we talk about our basic philosophy of teaching two- to three-year-olds English from the Teaching Toddlers Two- to Three-Year-Olds podcast at ESL Teacher Talk. Dot com. I hope this helps you on your journey to be the best teacher you can be. Let's have a listen. Matt, you, do you teach some toddler groups? or? I do. I yeah. do. And, and the way that I tend to look at it is it is a challenge. Um, because it really is. I think you really have to work, or at least I really have to work hard, and it really keeps me on my toes to teach young kids um, because they have shorter attention spans and because they want to run around the room. It actually took me, uh, I don't know, a good solid year and a half or two years to really figure out how to teach this age group. Um, and the biggest deal for me was just relaxing in the class. mm. I don't know, that might sound strange, but when I learned not to get upset that the kids were running around or not paying attention to me or doing some would do their own things for a few seconds and come back, when I realized that that's just kind of a part of teaching this age group, then I started to be able to relax and have more fun with the kids and then have better classes. What What, what about you, Mark?
1: Yeah, I teach. Well, it seems like I've always got a group of. I've always got a group of two year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I agree with you. I think that you kind of, you kind of, definitely got to let go of the. You know, they're going to take something away from. They're going to take something solid away from this today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something tangible. I I really do think it's it's not so. You know, what what are they going to get from the lesson today? It's not so clear right and um a few things i think that are important to realize when you're working with those and and more so not you the teacher but the parents is that yeah they're not going to walk away today and be able to ask you know how's the weather or right. you know what do you want and answer i want something uh, but they i think that they gain a lot they really do absorb a lot in the lesson if you if you've got you know if you've got a lot in your lesson They they're listening, even though they are running around the room and and whatnot. It's amazing what kids are uh, when kids are actually listening. Right, right. Um, You know, I was shocked even with my own kids about how much they listen when you think they're not listening. Yeah, when (laughs) they're doing something else. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, in in that in that. regards you know yeah if they're running around if they're not necessarily focused on the task or what you're doing or uh you know if they have no interest in it that that might be okay they may be
0: interested in what's coming up next yeah uh, exactly and then and you can kind of almost plan your classes for for that the fact that the kids attention is going to come in and out and once you start to realize that i think you can kind of take advantage of that situation and plan a class like for me the way that I plan my classes is I have a a set amount of things or a a few different things that I want to do in the class and they're kind of varying activities like songs games um, maybe some kind of interactive just like play but it has English language involved things like that and book reading time And I've just learned how to switch them up and know when to switch gears and when to do something for a little bit longer because the kids are into it, even though the activity I thought was kind of over. But I've got everybody's attention. Um, That's kind of important, too. You have to learn how to pace the class.
1: Yeah, with kids, with kids, it's with that young age group, you can really learn a lot from Sesame Street, Uh, really short, really short. You know segments, uh, and each one you know has a has a task and has a focus point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, like I said, they're not going to get a whole lot of practice in, and they're not going to get. You know, they're just not going to walk away from it with so much that's going to be immediately. I don't know. Yeah, recognizable um, from the group, but over time each time you're you you've got your six or seven different modules mm-hmm. where you're doing a little bit each day but and it doesn't seem like much because you're doing so many little things but over a year or two years you start to see that you know each one of those little modules has really progressed right and the students you know are able to do a whole lot of different things because they've been doing a whole lot of different things Mm-hmm. Uh, you know from when they were two to four right so I mean obviously as they get older uh, your segments get longer and lesser and um, that kind of thing but
0: yeah well that's kind of the you know that's something actually that I I deal with sometimes because sometimes I feel like oh I should teach some new things but at this age group especially two to three year olds it's really repetitive you know and I mean, repetitive in themes. I don't do a whole lot of different themes. I have personally kind of a core curriculum that I do with the kids. And I tend to repeat a lot and review a lot during the year. And then, like you said, after a course of like six, eight months, like all of a sudden the kids begin speaking. And you're just like, wow, that's amazing. You know, they're just all of a sudden doing it. And you're wondering for a while, oh, is this getting in there or not? But um, for me, it's like kind of repeating the songs and the. A certain games and a certain vocabulary that is appropriate to that age level. Um, I think yeah. that's kind of another important thing. Yeah.
1: Uh, before we get into a, a couple activity, uh, you know, a couple ideas for like activities, like how do you wh- what would you actually do with two year olds? Um, one other thing uh, along the repetitive portion of it is uh, really good. What I think is a really good sort of motto is it's better to do one thing a hundred times. Than to do a hundred things one time. Yes.
0: Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the conversation that Mark and I had about teaching two to three-year-olds. I guess at this point, um, it's been a few years since we had that conversation, and I still agree with a lot of the stuff we talked about. I'm always trying to learn new things to try to improve my classes, improve my songs for the students... And I think, yeah, what we were talking about, relax, give the class some breathing space, use a lot of language, have a lot of fun, sing a lot of songs, read a lot of books, and I think the rest will fall naturally. So I'm going to finish off with a little song like I always like to do. Okay, today I'm going to sing the "Incy Wincy Spider" song, which is fun. I always sing this, or I don't always, but I sing it a lot in my classes with young learners. It's really fun, and it's a finger play. If you don't know the finger play, uh, have a look. You can find the Dream English version "Incy Wincy Spider" at YouTube, Dream English Kids. Okay, here we go. The eensy-weensy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the eensy-weensy spider went up the spout again. Up, up, up and down. Up, up, up and down. Thank you for listening to the Dream English Kids Actually, the Dream English Teaching Tips podcast. Please have a visit to dreamenglish.com and check out our videos at YouTube. Search Dream English Kids. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. See you.